0: you made it. Come on in. Come on in. We've got chips in the corner. There's nothing to drink, so I hope you already hydrated. Welcome to the Happy Habits Podcast Party. I'm your host, Conrad Stoik. This week, we have a super interesting interview episode with Alyssa Boyer, who is an HSP mentor. HSP stands for highly sensitive person, which is a trait, and we learn about what that means. This one is super close to me because I consider myself to be an HSP, and I hope that you guys learn a lot during this episode. If you're enjoying the Happy Habits Podcast, please subscribe. And I would be so, so grateful if you guys could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that others can discover the advice and ideas we discuss weekly. Follow me at Conrad Stoick on Instagram. And to join the Happy Habits Podcast community, connect with fellow like-minded travelers, and support the growth of this pod, check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Conrad stoich Link also in the podcast description. All right, guys, enjoy. All right, guys, welcome to the Happy Habits Podcast, the not-too-serious self-improvement show about how small changes in your mindset and habits can help you create a joyful life. With me today, I've got Alyssa Boyer, who is an HSP mentor. And yeah, so Alyssa, could we just start out the episode by Diving into like, what does it mean to be an HSP? What does it stand for? How can you recognize if you are an HSP?
1: Yeah, yeah, so HSP stands for highly sensitive person Um, And high high sensitivity is a trait Um, It affects 15 to 20 percent of the population and really the signature of this trait is that highly sensitive people are very sensitive to external stimuli. Um, we have, our brains work a little bit differently, so we are processing information at a very deep level. We are just taking in so much of our surroundings all the time. Um, we have a deeper level of empathy for other, for other people because we have more ac- active mirror neurons in our brain which are responsible for empathy. Um, highly sensitive people have a tendency to get overwhelmed and overstimulated by like being rushed having a lot to do in a short period of time and this is really because of the way we're wired we're just taking in so much more stimulation from the world around us Mm -hmm. um yeah so highly sensitive people tend to be more emotionally sensitive as well but you know, a lot of times people say you're so sensitive and, you know, they're just referring to the emotional piece. But if you're a highly sensitive person, it's really the whole picture. It's really like you might be more affected by lights that are bright. You might be, you know, irritated by like an itchy tag or like Mm -hmm. a weird sound. It's just like I always explain it as it feels like we're kind of missing a barrier between ourselves and the world around us. It's just like everything is just like there. And our nervous systems are very sensitive as well. So it can be harder for us to like regulate our emotions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we tend to be more prone to anxiety. So um, and there's actually a test, a self test that people can take on. I think it's the hsperson.com. It's Dr. Elaine Aaron, which is the um, researcher who founded this term you can take a test on her website and that will help you determine if you're an hsp
0: got it got it and i and i reached out part of the reason i reached out to you is because i definitely like all of those things you were describing it resonates with me and it's something that i've kind of um looking back on my childhood life and like the way i experienced the world it was just much more intense level of taking in all the stimuli and And I feel I feel like there's definitely like a side of it, like a positive side of like there's abilities that come along with it, too. So could you talk a little bit about like what are the abilities that come along with this trait?
1: Yeah, I love that you say that because I definitely like to focus on the abilities and the gifts that come with it. So being highly sensitive, you're likely going to be a more intuitive person because Of the way you're we're taking in and noticing so much we're going to notice subtleties we're going to be able to notice shifts in people's energy like slight like changes in somebody's expression Mm -hmm. so this allows us to be very intuitive um if we you know if we learn how to tap into that we also have this ability to really be moved so deeply by like art and music and just like Mm -hmm. beautiful things and i think that's one of my favorite things about being highly sensitive it's just the world is like feels so rich because everything is just like so moving. Um, And also I think that the deep empathy for others is a huge gift because this allows us to really have those deeper connections with people because we have, I think we have an ability to make other people feel seen and like really heard. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge gift because that's what everyone wants. You know, at the end of the day, they just want to feel seen and heard. So there's a lot of gifts to being highly sensitive those are some of my favorites
0: yeah yeah and those are it's like it's such an amazing palette of abilities that come with this being highly sensitive and i feel like the the challenge is that in today's world like integrating those abilities to fully thrive is just like it's a journey in itself and I see you doing so many amazing things to help empower you know those of us who are looking to understand how to do that so I mean what are you working on right now to kind of help HSPs learn how to thrive and empower themselves
1: yeah so my biggest project is my membership community for HSPs this is something I created last fall, and it's really grown into such a beautiful thing. So that community is a space for HSPs to learn about the trait and learn how to thrive in their lives. Um, so with that, I, you know, I provide like workshops every single month where we focus on different topics that HSPs struggle with. So things like people pleasing, mm-hmm. codependency. Uh, boundaries that uh, these are like topic, like these are things that so many HSPs struggle with. So I really created that community because I wanted to talk about it, teach HSPs tools so that they can thrive in their lives. Because I think we have to kind of, you know, work through the areas where we struggle in order to then step into how it's such a superpower for us. We kind of yeah. have to like work th- through those things and i also think it's really healing for hsps to be in community with each other because the majority of us have felt misunderstood we're 15 to 20 percent of the population like most people are like don't understand what this is like so a lot of hsps su- feel super invalidated so i wanted like a community where we can just like be together and be like oh yeah i, I have that experience too it's like totally normal don't worry so yeah the membership is the main thing i share a ton on my instagram um, and i also have like a free facebook group offering one-on-one mentorship down the road so a lot of things it's definitely my passion
0: that's awesome that's awesome and it's so it's so refreshing and i feel like needed and value added in today's world to have to have like wonderful people like yourself like lifting up all, all of those in the HSP community, because I do, I, part of me feels like, like the leaders of, I mean, even today, but tomorrow, like it's moving towards being those who are highly, highly sensitive.
1: Oh, absolutely. I feel like there's like a paradigm shift and people are really seeing the value in, in empathy and caring about others and being compassionate. Like, especially, you know, in 2020, there's such a mental health like uptick and people were having such a hard time and I think we're starting to see the value of like tuning into your feelings like learning how to take care of yourself and like needing to talk through things that are hard and I think highly sensitive people have that unique ability you know to see other people and talk like talk on a deep level and be really in touch with their feelings and yeah you know in the past it's been like oh this is negative thing you're weak for being sensitive but Mm -hmm. like i think it's shifting and also like i just feel strongly that we need leaders who are very emotionally intelligent who can like because those are great leaders who can look at their team and say oh this person needs this this person needs this like that's a trait of you know empathetic sensitive people they're usually pretty emotionally intelligent
0: Yes, yes. And you used the term superpower earlier. And it's like, yeah, like that's a super, it's like another dimension that you're literally tuning into when you are leading a group. And then you're not only sensing like externally in the visible physical world what's going on, but like feeling that deep layer of emotions. And along that same line, I'd love to hear more about like what was your journey like?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it was definitely a journey. Uh, it, I've obviously always known I was a very sensitive person my entire life. Like I would always get really, really excited. And also it was just like pretty moody as a kid as well. Just like lots of ups and downs. So I grew up thinking like this was not a good thing about me. I thought that it caused problems, made me difficult. I was always sick as a kid, like just felt like a challenging human a lot of times. And then it was in my early 20s, I started working at this corporate job and it was like a really high stress environment, lots of yelling, it was pretty toxic. Mm -hmm. And I'm an ambitious person, like I want, if I do anything, I want to do my best. And so I wanted to climb the ladder at this company. And I saw the people around me that were like at the top, they were able to withstand being yelled at and being talked to in like a disrespectful way and they just didn't seem to be bothered by it mm-hmm. and i thought i had to be like that in order to make my way up the ladder so i tried to like stuff down my feelings and act like i didn't care even though anytime someone would like say anything rude to me it like gave me a stomach ache and it really came to a head like within a couple of years of working that job i started getting really sick i had mm-hmm really bad digestive issues. I had uh, something called leaky gut and then SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And it was like, I couldn't ignore it. Like I was, I couldn't eat a majority, like I couldn't eat anything. It was really bad. And I started seeing a holistic doctor and in working with him, we started looking at like the emotional stressors in my life and all of these things I was feeling inside. And it was around that time that my mom introduced me to the book, The Highly Sensitive Person. I don't know how she found it, but she did. And she's like, you need to read this. And that's when I understood and learned I was an HSP. And that's why I was, like, trying to fit myself into this environment that I was not designed to fit in. Like, I thought I had to be tough and, like, mm-hmm. not care. But I, I wasn't designed for that. Like, I am designed to care. And I, yeah, I, I, th- I don't thrive in that kind of environment. So... Once I learned that, I got really into just taking good care of myself, meditating every single day, eating healthier, eating less sugar, because that exacerbates my anxiety, Mm -hmm. things like that. And with that, I began to love being sensitive because my body will always scream at me if something is not right. And it forces me to get really in touch with myself, which is like where I'm at today. I just know myself so well from from all of that.
0: Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And it's like, I feel like looking, well, reading some of the stories out in the HSP community, it feels like there's this like coming to know yourself that happens going through challenging things in life. And one big signal is like your body talking to you physically. So like what when you tune in to your body, like what have you noticed like different parts of your body? Like how does our body speak to us and how can we like listen to it better?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely one of the gifts I would say of being sensitive, the gift and the curse, some people Mm -hmm. might say, so it's learning to work with it. But yeah, so for when it comes to using it kind of as a tool or a a compass almost, Mm -hmm. it's just like noticing the sensations in your body in any given situation so like i use it when i'm trying to make a decision i if i have like you know two good choices i will close my eyes meditate on it and just like tap into how my body is feeling for me i know something feels like a yes if i feel like an expansion in my body like Mm -hmm. it's like you can breathe deeper you feel Mm -hmm. maybe a little burst of energy it's like these little signals that you can kind of start to pick up on and that your body never lies it will tell you Um, On the other hand, maybe you're around a friend and you start to notice every time after you hang out with that person, your stomach kind of hurts. Maybe you get Mm -hmm. a headache. Like, these are not coincidences. It's signals from your body that, like, no, this is not right. And I think, you know, it takes time to get into a practice of listening to your body. I would say having some sort of quiet, contemplative however you say it, contemplative con- contem- uh, practice con-
0: contemplative <laughs> yeah like i read that word <laughs> i don't know how to say it
1: uh practice whether that's meditation or you know just like walking mindfully whatever i think that's important because we tend to like intellectualize things but
0: mm-hmm.
1: tuning into your body is really about the feelings not overthinking it
0: yes yes it's like I feel like that's like the revolution that we're slowly moving into. Well, I'm hoping we move into this decade is like acknowledging the deep, deep power that emotions have in like guiding us, not only back to ourselves, but like to where we're supposed to go. And that kind of like, you mentioned, you talked about intuition a little bit earlier, but can you expand more upon just like the power of intuition and what, it can help you do in your life if you truly connect to it
1: yeah yeah so at this point now like intuition i like make the majority of my decisions just using Mm. my intuition because it's just like it's it hasn't steered me wrong um but if you know somebody is new to listening to their intuition it can be kind of scary so what i would suggest first of all for like someone wanting to do that is start to notice like little synchronicities in your life and and kind of start to keep track of that. So maybe you're thinking of a friend and then they call you or you get like, you know, an idea to text somebody and then they're like, oh, my gosh, I, I really needed to talk to you. That's crazy. Um, start like writing down the dreams that you have because there you'll find that there are actually little like connections in there. So that's what I would say for someone who, like, wants to start tapping into it. Um, for me, what really helped me, like, start to feel comfortable using it more was noticing all of the times that it actually supported me. So, for instance, I I moved to California when I was 22. I grew up in Minnesota, and I had applied for all of these, like, random jo- jobs all over the U.S. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know where I was going to go, and I got this job offer or in California. And it was like, I had two weeks notice and it was like, didn't make any sense. I was going to make $10 Mm. an hour, like crazy. But I just had this feeling in my gut, like you should do this. This is crazy, but Mm. it's going to work out. And I remember getting a fortune cookie and it said like some message that was like aligned. And so I did that. And that was the first time I can recall really listening to my intuition and it served me well. Like my whole life has grown here and like blossomed Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean I just just noticing the times it has supported you I also am just like a firm believer I mean I'm a pretty spiritual person I just think Mm -hmm. there's no wrong decision like everything that you kind of do it's either going to be an experience or a lesson or you Mm -hmm. know part of the path and um yeah and then the last thing I would say is just like to kind of have fun with it I just think it's kind of just like yeah, just like when you start to, I, there's that saying, it's like er, energy grows where attention goes or something like that, where Mm -hmm. it's like, the more you notice the miracles, the more they'll start happening to you. So that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, I like resonate with all those things you just said, um, so much. And like, I think I'm I'm just starting to, like, learn how to tap into that that power myself of understanding the or paying attention to synchronicities and listening to the signs when they come up and just following them and, like, having fun with it. And related to, like, having fun, since a big piece of what I love to do is just, like, help guide people with the habits aspect, but then, like, encourage people to not take life too seriously like is there any are there any like lighter moments that you can recall along your journey where like something happened that taught you something but it was like a lighter moment or like a moment of joy
1: Hmm. let me think i mean for sure because i have that same outlook on life i just don't like to take things too seriously i just like to have have fun with it Mm -hmm. um Yeah, let me think, I have to think about that one, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I loved, I don't let anything go by as like a coincidence. I think everything is, is like a sign or a synchronicity. Oh, actually, here's like a funny random thing. So I have this, I have this obsession with the numbers two and seven. I just always have. It's like a very, nuh-uh. That's weird. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. That's super weird. Wow, That's strange, strange, okay. yeah. those are my two numbers. And when I met my husband, his birthday is seven twenty seven. And I was like, "Oh my gosh. Mm. Like I mean, I knew from the minute we met that it was like meant to be, but I was like, "That's crazy." And then yesterday, I started this new like email campaign. And the first person who signed up, their the two numbers were twenty seven twenty seven in their wow. email account. I was like, so it's like things like that it's just like not a coincidence so that's crazy
0: that's so interesting (laughs) i guess we're having a moment right now i know what the heck my mom and wife were born on october 27th same day and uh when i was a kid i chose the number 27 as my sport uh, when i was playing sports as my number i didn't i don't know why i just i I gravitated to it as a child but um so so i guess we have that in common super cool totally yeah
1: yeah and i was born on june 7th at 2 p.m so my mom's like i think that might be why you like those like who Mm. knows but that's really crazy
0: yeah numbers have such deep power and meaning and like energy to them and uh it's so funny when they pop up at opportune times in our lives
1: yeah yeah and you just don't ignore it and same with like repeating numbers and things Mm -hmm. like that like i was had some decision the other day um and i was like oh i don't know and then i looked at my spotify and it was on 222 and i was like okay Mm. i guess the answer is yes (laughs) you know so it's just like have fun and like be open to it
0: totally totally it is fun it's like super fun i feel like one perspective i try to take sometimes is pretending i'm like in a almost like a video game or a game and like I know when I'm doing the right thing, when I, the synchronicities pop up and you're like, okay, I'm getting closer to wherever the treasure or wherever this journey leads.
1: I love that. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It, it just, it really makes things more fun and you're, you are guided. I like think you are guided. And I think the universe delivers when you're noticing it and appreciating mm-hmm. it. It's like, okay, here's another one. Cause they, they like this and, and it's fun. So yeah. Yeah.
0: It's great. Yeah. Um, going back to we've kind of touched on a number of things um already but like in relation to like daily habits habits that you can take on or or try out that support creating a, a safe space i guess or a healthy space for someone who's an hsp like what are things that you've tried over the years and what has stuck for you
1: yeah so i like to think of this as like putting on your like armor for the day like Mm. i'm a big like morning routine type of person because yeah i think it's just like important to set yourself up for success i always tell hsps like we can't control the world around us but we can make ourselves feel like a safe place to be i think that's like really key so for me over the years the things that have really stuck meditation, like I will, I'm a huge advocate for it, whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, um, guided meditations I really like. I just find that really important. That's been huge because I tend to overthink and have anxiety. So that has been like crucial in me being able to separate from my thoughts and tune into myself. Um, other, another thing is like daily movement of some sort Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be some like big crazy thing if you don't love working out, like even like a low impact workout, Pilates, yoga, walking, something like that, because I think it helps to get that energy out and mm-hmm. just like ground back into yourself. I think for HSPs, it's really important to be get grounded back into our bodies because we can have this tendency to like get in our heads and be very flighty. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple things. Also, journaling kind of along the same vein we can get in our head a lot and Mm -hmm. it helps to just like put it out on paper and kind of Mm -hmm. like unwind the thoughts and i would a lot of people like will skip that because it's like oh i don't have time for that but like Mm -hmm. there's so much value in journaling other things i really like energy healing like i Mm -hmm. i am actually a reiki energy practitioner i i got certified this past december that's a been a yeah that's really supported me on my journey just like it's just such a gentle practice and yeah, that's been very supportive. Also like just being mindful of what you eat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sensitive people are going to be more sensitive to like everything. So not drinking too much coffee. If you, you know, if you're a coffee drinker, like being mindful because if you're having so much, your anxiety will be like likely to be ramped up. Same with like added sugar, being mindful Mm -hmm. of that. So just like really, yeah, taking good care of yourself. And also for me, and I haven't been great at this, I'm still working on it, is like learning when to take a step back and stop pushing myself so much. Um, like taking little check ins throughout the day to, you know, if I'm doing a task and just like noticing, like, what does my body feel like? Are my mm-hmm. shoulders like crunched up? Is my stomach like all tense? Like, okay, take a step back and like take a deep breath and just ground back into your body. So those yeah. are some of the things.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, those are all such like. And I and I've tried most all of those my, myself and like, yeah, like my experience definitely mirrors exactly what you're describing with like getting that energy, well, a like checking in and grounding in your body and then getting the like processing your energy through your system in like a in like a healthy healthy way and it's so awesome that so you're you reiki did I, did I pronounce that right Reiki is it reiki 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 okay yeah. reiki certified Could, i'm so that's so interesting to me like i'm learning about it right now and mm-hmm. when you're working with someone else um working with their energy body and like trying to move them to a bit like a place of balance like what what is that process like
1: yeah so this is something like i would say for people who are highly sensitive empathic like we already tend to have this ability to you know tap into the energy of other people it's just like comes naturally to us so just to put it out there like for anyone listening like anyone can become a reiki practitioner whether you don't even have to practice it on other people you can practice it on yourself and it's like incredibly supportive Mm. for me it's yeah so i'm able to just kind of like feel into what this person is experiencing and kind of for me i can kind of feel it in my own body when i'm working with somebody like Mm. my stomach might feel tense when working with a person and then i can kind of get this sense like oh there's something in their solar plexus chakra like You know that I think I know you're probably very familiar with the chakra system, Mm -hmm. but for anyone listening, like solar plexus is like right above your belly button, and it's related to like self confidence and um, insecurity and personal power things like that. So in working with somebody, I can kind of pick up on a sense of that, and then it's something that we can kind of talk through. Like, oh, is there you know something that you're kind of going through right now that's affecting your confidence? And we can kind of get to like the root of the the issue. Uh, through that energy healing, and then, yeah, with the energy itself, it's just really like a gentle energy that's meant to align the chakras and kind of like break through any things that are blocking you. Because when your chakras are out of balance, that's when we can get sick. Because, mm. like for instance, I had the digestive issues at that job. I was just feeling like so small, and I was just like not being myself, and that was really affecting my that area, you know, the solar mm. plexus, like just not being true to myself. And if that manifested in physical illness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is like, oh, it's so, it makes so much sense. And like n- from an intuitive standpoint, from like a physical standpoint and it, I, I, I feel like, and I'm starting to see the direction of he, like healing and holistic healing move towards integrating Reiki into its practices I'm just curious to get, like, your thoughts, like, what, what do you think, like, our society, like, if you were to picture, like, a more ideal future in terms of, like, how we heal ourselves, how we even exist, like, what would that future look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I think, of course, it's, like, every person taking responsibility for themselves and not looking at everyone else to fix them or, you know, to blame other people for their problems. I think that it always comes back to us. And actually what I'm teaching on in my membership right now is self-healing and Hmm. how our lives are like opportunities for us to heal all sorts of aspects of ourselves. So yeah, to me, that would look like self-awareness and like personal responsibility and people going through their lives like noticing the things that trigger them like say you know somebody says something mean to you on Instagram and it it like upsets you and you're like oh that person sucks like I'm so mad at them but instead Mm -hmm. like turning it back to yourself and like getting curious like well why is this bothering me why am I taking this so personally and kind of like taking moments like that that happen in real life as opportunities to look deeper at yourself and you know start to like undo some of those patterns reframe things and I think you know that would be amazing for society and also on that same note like like we are talking about like tuning into your body and not just only valuing like logic but also like valuing the the wisdom within our bodies and letting that kind of guide us in decisions and interactions and things like that just like a more empathetic like holistic way of living
0: yeah yeah I I am fully hopeful that we will get there get there one day and you describe it so well and I love the aspect of like healing yourself like empowering like taking oh taking your power back almost to to heal to heal yourself and not give your power to someone else but place your power in others to be your healers I guess
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on that. Um, because too, like a lot of, a lot of what I see in other HSPs and like no judgment, I've totally been here, but there is a lot of like this, like there can be some victimhood. There can be like, Mm. Oh, it's hard to be me. And you know, no one understands me. And like, that is completely valid. Like, I don't want to discount that at all, but there's also like a time where we kind of like, okay, well, this is my experience and I'm going to choose how I experience my life and I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, not expect everyone else to accommodate me, but uh, instead, you know, advocate for myself, ask for what I need and like know that I am worthy of that and that takes time to get there, but yeah, I'm big on that. Just like taking responsibility for our experience.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well. It's been such a pleasure to like pick your brain on this episode of the podcast. I feel like we've gone through so many topics that I hope our listeners find to be useful and helpful in their journeys. Um, and if people are interested in learning more about what you're doing, where are the best places to go?
1: Yeah, thank you. I've had so much fun talking. Time flew by. Um, yeah. So Instagram is like my main one. I'm like very active there and that's At Life by Alyssa. A L I S S A. My name is spelled different than most, um, so that's the main one. My membership is currently closed, but I do have a link to join the waitlist for when I reopen it. So you'll find every link and thing that you need on my Instagram account.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. I uh, I'm still like the the whole twenty seven, the two and seven thing. Like I was like wow when that happened because. I don't know. That's just just so funny to me when those things pop up in our life. It's like you get that tingling and that sense of connection to something greater than yourself.
1: Oh, my gosh. Totally. Because that wouldn't have come up unless you asked that question. So it's like super gnarly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, I guess thanks for joining us on today's episode, guys. And we will talk to you next week. All right. We're signing out.